Welcome to the March 26, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and cover the biggest stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host Space Marine, live from space. Bitcoin is at 39.20 currently. It is just afternoon here in the eastern United States. Yesterday, Bitcoin failed to get through that $4,000 resistance level. It got pushed all the way back to 38.50 and now it's been bouncing around sideways and volatile. So the support level seems to lie around maybe 38.50, 38.00, maybe even a little higher. And the resistance at $4,000 is obviously holding strong and remains in place, but maybe the resistance has moved down a bit. Um, after dropping to 38.50, Bitcoin was able to get as high as like 39.20, and right now it's around 39.20 again. So maybe the resistance is just above where we are, maybe like 39.50. So basically, we saw the resistance level drop from 4,000 to like 39.50. Uh, we're going to have to break through $4,000, and then even break through $4,200, which is the long-term resistance level, in order to have any sort of Bitcoin rally or bull run. And the good news is the 30-day exponential moving average is actually still positive despite yesterday's drop. So this is the first time, and what I mean positive is it's going upwards. So that hasn't happened since Bitcoin was over $6,000 before the $6,000 support level fell out. Uh, so that's good news that the EMA is trending upwards still despite yesterday's drop. So it seems like things are more bullish in the past month or two versus the November through January period where things got really bearish. Moving on to the rest of the crypto market analysis for today, since Bitcoin has trended downwards in the past 24 hours, uh, the crypto market's still in the red pretty much. There's a couple cryptocurrencies that are up, like EOS is up 0.6% and Cardano is up 2.3%. Cardano actually did really good on Friday, it went up like 10% and then it gave back like 5% yesterday, but now it's coming back again, it's regaining the losses from yesterday. So Cardano has been doing particularly good and EOS is just kind of ignoring the market trend like yesterday everything went down a lot and eos did not go down and it's up 0.6 percent ethereum is down one percent it's at 134 dollars ripple xrp is down 1.6 percent litecoin down one and a half percent it's below 59 dollars now so litecoin had been leading the rally over the last month but litecoin has hit its resistance level and it's getting pushed back just like bitcoin uh it's a bearish to see litecoin pulling back below 59 dollars Bitcoin Cash is down 2.1%. Binance Coin down 4.2%. So Binance Coin is pretty interesting. Over the weekend, uh, they had a pretty big rally because they uh, changed their Binance Launchpad. And the Binance Launchpad has been used to launch some very successful ICOs. They've had 300% returns on their ICOs. Because basically what happened is the ICO space kind of like dried up. There wasn't much ICOs launching at all. And then Binance Launchpad is launching just like it's only launched a few ICOs so far over the course of months. And those ICOs have raised millions of dollars within like a minute or something. Each one of them did. Like we're talking like tens of millions of dollars raised on the Binance Launchpad. And if you total the time up between all those ICOs, it's probably like 10 minutes or something. So they've raised lots of money really rapidly and it's kind of exciting for people. And also when people are able to buy those coins on the Binance Launchpad during the actual ICO, they make like 300% profit on average. Binance is accomplishing this via only releasing 6% of the coin supply. So there's like a tremendous amount of demand for this like ICO because there's not many ICOs to be had. So there's huge demand for these ICOs and they're releasing like a minute fraction of the supply. And so the demand is far more than the supply and that causes the price to rally a lot, at least in the short term. It's basically the perfect recipe for a pump and dump. 
So what Binance did is they are now making it into a lottery. So before it was first come, first serve. And you had to be one of those crazy video game people that could click really quick to even do this ICO. Um, like you would have to click instantly and hope your computer's fast enough to actually get in in time. That's how quick these ICOs were happening. They were happening, some of them were like in seconds, I think. Like less than a minute, like 10 seconds or something. Well, anyways, so now they turn into a lottery where if you hold 100 Binance coins, you get a chance to participate in the ICO. So that's like, first off, we're talking over $1,500 a Binance coin that you must hold to even get a chance at getting a ticket to enter the ICO. So, yeah, no, people bought up a lot of Binance coin over the weekend for that announcement, and Binance coin went up to like $17, but now it's back down to $16. So Binance is thinking of all these interesting ways to make Binance coin rally, but it's not persisting. Like, they made it rally over the weekend, but now it's giving back its gains. Moving on to the rest of the market analysis. Stellar down 4.4%. Stellar has had a very bad week. Like, if you're looking at the seven-day chart here, it's really straight down. It's below 10 cents now. It has fallen behind Tether. So now Stellar's in number nine, and Tether's in number eight. Tron down 2.3%. Tron was pretty exciting, actually, earlier in the year. Like, in maybe, like, January. And it was rallying a lot. It looked like it was going to be like an Ethereum competitor. But then Ethereum finally did their hard fork. It was called the Constantinople-St. Petersburg hard fork. It was weighing over the market for months. So Tron's like an Ethereum competitor because you could build dApps and smart contracts on Tron. But now Ethereum is, once again, competitive. They're not struggling because of a fork that's coming. So Tron's kind of losing some ground here. And so it's fairly down on the week. Bitcoin SV is really down on the week. Bitcoin SV is down 1.6% today. It's near $64. And in the near future, it's possible that Bitcoin SV's market cap will drop below $1 billion. It's at like $1.13 right now. But then again, if the market is able to rally at all, Bitcoin SV will go along with everything else upwards. Monero, down 2.9%. So Monero is the number one privacy coin. has like super duper stealth technology. But over the last week, it's doing poorly. $52. I think in the long term, Monero is going to be very successful, though. Next time we get some real life into the crypto market in a true bull run, I think Monero is going to rise up the ranks. IOTA, down 2.2%. Dash, down 2.3%. And Dash is another really good uh, kind of stealth cryptocurrency and a pretty good crypto in general. But it's hanging down there at number 15 on CoinMarketCap. And I always mention Dogecoin. It's down 0.2%, and it barely went down yesterday at all. So Dogecoin's been kind of impervious and invincible to, you know, the bearish sentiment over the last day. Overall, the total crypto market cap has dropped from like $140 billion before it started dropping yesterday to like $137 billion. Uh, this morning, it was as low as $136.5 billion, but now it looks like it's back up to $137.5 billion. This is well above the bear market low of $100 billion. We have made progress in the crypto market. It's like 30 to 40% above the bear market lows. But we are stuck. So we got to wait for Bitcoin to get through 4000 and especially 4200 One important thing to watch is actually the stock market. Generally, the stock market has had not much of a relation to the Bitcoin or crypto market. But the truth is, the entire time Bitcoin has existed has been like a stock rally. Like straight up. From like 2009 when Bitcoin was launched all the way through early 2018. It was going up and up and up. It went from 7,000 points to like 27,000 points on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So it was just going straight up and the stock market was really good during like the entire existence of Bitcoin. Until early this year, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average and all the other global indices have entered sideways and volatile trading action. 
And right now, a really bearish indicator just went off in the global markets. So there's something called the bond yield curve. And basically, there's like three-month bonds, six-month bonds, like a year bond, like a two-year bond, a three-year bond, like a seven-year bond, and a ten-year bond from the United States government. Uh, they're called treasuries. And usually, if you invest for a longer period of time in a bond, you get more interest. Well, the bond yield curve could become inverted, meaning that a three-month bond gives you more interest than if you invested for 10 years. Why does this happen? Well, basically, people are buying up a lot of the longer-term bonds, and that's kind of like a safe haven from the stock market. And also, they're betting that the Federal Reserve is going to be cutting the Fed funds rate because that has a major effect on the bond rate. It like, directly controls it, kind of, in a way. So uh, p investors are betting that because the economy is about to get really bad, the Federal Reserve is going to cut the Fed funds rate. And so they're buying bonds now that are long term because in the future, even though these interest rates are lower than the three month bonds right now, these 10 year bond rates are going to be much better than they are in the future if the Federal Reserve starts slashing rates, basically. And this is a really solid indicator that the economy is going to go into recession. It doesn't mean it's going to crash today. It usually takes on average 311 days from the bond yield curve becoming inverted until the stock market like pretty much crashes, like somewhere around a year. So sometime in the next year, we might see a serious market meltdown based on this indicator. It's not just happening in the United States. It's happening in like Germany and like New Zealand and Australia and Japan and probably a lot of other places too. Germany's interest rates for bonds actually went negative, which means people lose money for holding the bond instead of earning interest. And that shows how desperate people are to get their money into bonds. Like, Because if you lose a fraction of a percent on bonds over the course of like 10 years, that's much better than losing a ton of money on the stock market. So, yeah, things are looking really bearish. So, back to Bitcoin. Basically, if the stock market really melts down, this could be Bitcoin's chance. Because basically, Bitcoin is a safe haven from the stock market in a way. It's a way to hedge against the stock market. Because if the stocks are crashing investors will divert some money into Bitcoin. And we're talking there's tens of trillions of dollars in the global stock and bond markets. And uh, stocks, if they're getting pounded and collapsing and if bonds are getting pounded and they are right now, like if the bonds go to zero, basically, there's like no interest to earn and stocks are collapsing at the same time, that doesn't leave much options. Bitcoin is a good option, though, in that scenario. So I think some investors would invest their money in Bitcoin and then that would cause Bitcoin to start rallying and then it would become a rapid positive feedback loop where everyone's like, oh, wow, Bitcoin's rallying and stocks and bonds are melting down, might as well put my money in Bitcoin. And if we can get like $1 trillion of money invested into Bitcoin from those like tens of trillions of dollars of stock and bond markets, Bitcoin would hit like over $50,000. So I think that's going to happen actually sometime in the future once we finally see an economic collapse. And a lot of people would say, oh, be careful. Don't say that the economy and the stock market is going to crash. Well, this bond yield curve inversion has like 100% of the time been accurate. The last time it happened was 2007, right before the Great Recession that started in 2008. So this is a pretty solid, scary indicator that the stock market is going to crash in the next year or so. And that would probably give Bitcoin its opportunity to really rally. And I think it's uh, really true to Bitcoin's roots if this is what causes the rally, because Bitcoin was actually created in 2008 by Satoshi Nakamoto and launched at the beginning of 2009. And that was during... That Great Recession, the worst economic crisis in our lifetimes. Unless there's some people listening that are from the Great Depression. I mean, that was a while ago. Anyway, so Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin because he saw the governments investing 
trillions of dollars into the global economy. They were printing money and injecting into the global economy. So they printed trillions of dollars, probably like over $10 trillion worldwide or even more. And that causes fiat inflation because they're printing so much money that it's devaluing all the other fiat. So this is quite unfair to the citizenry. Uh, basically, the normal people lose value in their um, the money they're holding. Like if they're holding money in the bank for their life savings, it loses value. In order to save the corporations and the banks that ruined the economy in the first place during the Great Recession. So that's not fair. It's very centralized. And Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin to get rid of that centralization, to give people a fair chance. Like, if they're holding their Bitcoin, no no government's going to print the Bitcoins and make Bitcoin lose value from printing. Bitcoin cannot be printed by any organization or government. There is Bitcoin mining, but they can't just say, oh, we're going to mine a lot more Bitcoins now. we got to have some economic policy here and inject money into something. Bitcoin's decentralized. So Bitcoin formed during the Great Recession. And like I said earlier in the show, there has never been a stock crash during uh, Bitcoin's lifetime so far. So when Bitcoin launched in early 2009, the stock market was already bottomed and going up by then. So the stocks have been going up the entire time Bitcoin has existed. It is uncharted territories for stocks to be crashing for Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin has not existed when stocks are crashing so far in its life. And I think it will be what pushes Bitcoin to new all-time highs. So things seem bearish. A lot of people are making fun of Bitcoin or saying, oh, well, you know, Bitcoin lost so much value, whatever. Like if you talk to someone on the street, that might be what they say. But it's almost inevitable in my eyes that Bitcoin will rally like we've never seen before when stocks crash. All right, moving on to the next story of the day. Another cryptocurrency exchange has been hacked. Not much surprise it happens. Uh, basically, there's like tons of cryptocurrency exchanges around the world, and some of them don't have the best security. Or the best owners. I don't know exactly what happened here, but this one's called Dragon X. It's based in Singapore. I have never heard of it before until today. And that's often the case when I hear about a hacked exchange. It's almost like most of the time I haven't even heard of that exchange until they get hacked. So they're based in Singapore. They say they lost their money. They say they notified the police. And they actually didn't just notify the police in Singapore. They called the police in like Estonia and Thailand and Hong Kong. And they say etc. So they called the police all over the world because they've been hacked. That's kind of taken a card out of Cryptopia's playbook. So Cryptopia got hacked and they immediately called the police and the police took over their office and kicked the people out and said, we're investigating. They investigated for like a month or two and then they let Cryptopia back in their office and Cryptopia did it the right way. That's almost like the best way an exchange could do things. If they get hacked, they should immediately call the police, let the police do everything the police want to do. And then, you know, start running the exchange again and be very fair about, you know, recovering losses for the users from the exchange fees in the future sort of thing. Well, DragonX is kind of like, looks like they're doing the same thing. I have no idea about this hack loan. I'm sure the information will be coming out by tomorrow. Probably by tomorrow's show, I'll know more about it, what exactly happened. Like, we don't even know how much was lost or the nature of this crime. So I think I'll update on this tomorrow or whenever the information becomes available. Moving on to the next story. So this guy made an ICO project um, called Sponsy, and it's kind of like Tinder for sponsorships or something. I guess Tinder's like that dating platform where you swipe across your phone and like you're like, oh, this girl's pretty, or I don't like this girl, and you put like check marks and X's. I never could get a handle for that app, and I deleted it. But anyways, so he made a Tinder for sponsorships, and uh, he developed the code. I guess he made his ERC-20 token. 
He made a website, he made a legal document, and now he wants to sell it for $60,000 because basically what happened is the ICO boom is over in the United States. So Binance Launchpad, we talked about that. That's not in the United States. It's illegal in the United States. Technically, the SEC could approve an ICO, but they have not approved any ICO. So it's effectively illegal. This guy, it seems like he was in the United States and he can't launch it here. It's just totally illegal. So he's trying to sell it to someone else who will then presumably launch it somewhere else in the world. Supposedly, he created the app and stuff already. So that's like the key part. He created the technology, but he can't even use it here. And um, there's a couple problems with this. First off, uh, you don't need to integrate blockchain into every single idea. So basically, his app could just be a centralized normal app, and he could launch it like a normal app and try to make money off its actual, you know, business. But he's just trying to do it. He had the whole idea to be an ICO. So the cryptocurrency is not even really needed in this app, but he put it in there because he wanted to do an ICO to make a ton of money because people are making like millions of dollars. Like if he did this in maybe like early 2017 or middle 2017, even late 2017, he would have made millions of dollars even if this app was totally worthless. Um, so that's the first problem with this. The second problem with this is I don't think it's $60,000 of work. Uh, he, yeah, he wrote up a legal document. He did thousands of lines of code, supposedly. I mean, yeah, maybe. He's selling the solid social presence. And often, like, ICOs and other projects in general in the world, they kind of buy Twitter followers and stuff. So he's selling his Twitter or whatever. And a beautifully defined website and branding, which is easy to do with, like, any sort of online web-making service like GoDaddy. So what I see here is maybe $1,000 of work. That he did and he's trying to sell for sixty thousand dollars and make an easy like one or two years of income and it's not worth that much so but it's you know this is notable it's the first time someone has just literally said i'm not going to do my ico i'm going to sell it on ebay okay all right moving on to the next story so someone is predicting that bitcoin is going to hit um fifty five thousand dollars after the 2020 halving and that's funny because i just like talked about how maybe the stock market collapse is going to cause bitcoin to hit like over fifty thousand so this person's saying the same thing for a different reason yes the halving is coming in may 2020 what is the halving well bitcoin has block rewards it started at 50 bitcoins then it was halved to like 25 bitcoins now it's at 12 and a half bitcoins per block that's what the miners earn when they strike a block they get 12 and a half bitcoins pretty good deal right well anyways uh now it's going to drop to 6.25 bitcoins per block in May 2020, and that decreases the amount of supply coming onto the market, because truth be told, the miners are constantly dumping these uh, blocks onto the market, so like every 10 minutes, like another 12 and a half Bitcoins is basically dumped onto the market. That is a pretty strong downward pressure on the market, and now it's going to be reduced by half in May 2020. The data shows, and I wrote an article about this on Crypto.IQ a while ago, that during each block having era, uh, Bitcoin has had a major rally. It's usually towards the middle of a block having era, and the rally seems to start like right before the block having happens so basically when the block having happens a rally might be starting from speculation and then the actual reduction in supply helps induce a rally because there's less mining revenue being dumped on the market all the time and so yeah there's a pretty good correlation here and also a possible causation with less bitcoin supply coming onto the market making favorable conditions for a bitcoin rally and so this is cool so we have the 2020 uh, block having in may 2020 plus we got the bond yield curve is inverted. So the, imagine if stocks are crashing and, you know, we're having the block having at the same time. Because we're talking a year from now is um, probably when the stocks would crash if it's not a little before that. And, yeah, that's right before May. So we're going to have, like, 
maybe a stock market crash and a block having like, you know, hold on to your Bitcoins, I guess. Like, don't let the bear market scare them out of your hands. Uh, it's looking really favorable for Bitcoin sometime in about a year, maybe a little less. So that's all we have for you today on this March 26, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also join the Crypto.IQ trading desk. They made over 317% profit since July, even in the worst of the bear market. So they're battle-hardened uh, bear market experts. And, you know, imagine if there's a bull market, the profits will probably go even crazier. So if you join the Crypto.IQ trading desk, you can see their trades in real time and also see a full trade analysis of each one of their trades. And you can ask them questions in real time. They'll answer every one of your questions pretty quick. So joining the Crypto.IQ trading desk is the best way to become an expert trader and start making money on cryptocurrency trading, even in a bear market. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space. <laughs>